When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hola. Ni hao. Guten Tag. Moi. Privet. Halan. It's, just, it's so multicultural today. Tiamo Oliver Phillips. Biscupi. Yeah. Let's just, let's just. Can we do that a bit again? Welcome to the Normal Not Normal podcast from me, Oliver Phelps. And me, James Phelps. And in this podcast, we're talking to some of our favourite people to find out what normal means to them and if it even exists. I'm going to say, looking at you, it does not. What are you, what are you dressed as? I know I'm looking a bit silly today because I've, I'm trying these um, airbud things in my ears and I look like one of those, I hate people who wear airbuds, just the one in public. When, especially when they're out with friends. That's my new pet yeah. hate of the week. Yeah, I don't get that. Why, what is this? What, I mean, we're sounding really old now. And these kids today, they go around socialising with their mates. You know when you were, when you were younger and you'd see people like with a huge Bluetooth headsets and they thought they just come out of a call centre, but they're... <laughs> do you remember? It's just a modern version of that, isn't it? Anyway, so I apologise for being a hypocrite. But, still, but, but why do people wear it when they're out with their friends? Maybe they haven't got good chat. It's just bizarre. Or you've got a, or maybe they've, maybe you've got a, a little song going on in the background, so it's a bit like a film. So there's a little, little um, instrumentation of thing to your, yeah, maybe, huh, maybe, know. maybe. Anyway, we've got some exciting news about the guest today. We are going to have an absolutely brilliant, brilliant chat. I'm really looking forward to it. Today we are joined by a friend of ours. Uh, he's a former England international rugby player, James Haskell. He's one of the funniest chaps I've ever met. And also, even if you're not into rugby, I'm sure you'll enjoy this episode because James, although he is a, what, six foot three, six foot four unit, he is also a huge Harry Potter fan. He also talks to us about what it was like when he ended up doing some reality TV after he finished his England playing career and how a certain editing way of an episode could have cost him his career post rugby. So it's really great to hear his story. Exactly. So, guys, we hope you'll absolutely love listening to it. We had a great time chatting with James as well. So, as I say, sit back and enjoy the ride here on Normal Not Normal. What was that? Yes. I don't know, really. It's like a... Yeah. But I'd like to say, first of all, thank you very much to our sponsors this week. This week, we're sponsored by Beer52, an amazing company that are doing a great little promo with us right now. So, Beer52... They're offering us a chance to provide a free case of eight craft beers from B52. And all you guys have to do is pay for the postage and packaging. So essentially £5.95 and you get eight beers delivered to your door. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club with over 170,000 active members. Each month, you'll be sent a new case of beers with a different theme. So you're never going to get the same pack twice. It comes with a magazine. Very good. A snack. And what's made really good fun is that so during this whole crazy, dare I say, lockdown period, uh, I've missed going to the pub once a week to catch up with my friends. So we've been doing virtual pubs, but this actually come out really well because a few of my friends and I have subscribed to Beer 52 and we're able to test it out together online. So we're not even missing that social interaction that we get at the pub. So as James said, for £5.95, go to www.beer52.com normal and you will receive a free case of eight craft beers. If you don't like the dark beer, choose the light option and you'll get different beers to these ones that we're drinking every time. And 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 also, you can pause and cancel this any time. It's not like you're tied into a subscription for life, so just make that clear. So if it's not for you, you can. But it's something that I've really been enjoying, so I really hope that you guys can do it as well. Like I say, it could be for you. It could be for a gift for anyone in your household. We also need to say that this offer is only available to listeners in the UK. So go to www.beer52.com normal and pay £5.95 posters to get all this right now. And also, on a side note, it's a great way to support the podcast. So, cheers. Cheers. 
Maybe we should start the podcast with that. We say cheers in a different country instead. Like, you know, cheers, prost, salut, campai. What else is there? Yakida. Welsh. Yakida, a bit of Welsh, a bit of Welsh. Yes. So, guys, if you want to subscribe, that would be absolutely amazing. And also, once you've done that, drop us a message on Twitter with how you guys say cheers in your native tongue. Chin, chin. So, today's guest is one of Britain's most famous and slightly controversial athletes. This will sound very British uh, on how we met. But we first met James Haskell at Buckingham Palace. As you do. As you do. As you do. Oliver and myself were there presenting gold awards for the Duke of Edinburgh Awards, um, which is a great charity which is in the UK. And these guys were getting their gold awards. When we were there, so we're, we're there right before the, the event starts, and we're having a cup of tea inside the palace with a load of people. And they, they, they kind of like heard you, or not heard you in, but they invite you into this room where you've got to mingle with other presenters. And... They, I don't know if uh, you kind of assume to know each other or like you, you know some people and you start speaking, but there's normally a bit of a weird, um, what would the phrase be? It's almost like a, hello, hello. Hi, how are you? No one yeah, knows no, what else to say, is it? Yeah, I mean, you're spe- like, well, I was speaking to um, a guy who climbed Everest like, five times without oxygen or something like that. And it was like, yeah, how do I even compare to speaking to someone like that? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. So... Anyway, then we saw James and a few other rugby guys were there. And being big rugby fans, we were kind of fangirling slightly. Um, uh, but then we were sat there with a cup of tea and they were like, oh, it's James Haskell's over there. And he and his lovely wife, Chloe, came over and said hello. Yeah, they cut the, through the whole um, awkward bit and just went straight to the friends bit of just chatting. Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Chloe said that she actually went to school with Bonnie. Our sister, uh, you know, Bonnie Wright, who plays our sister Ginny in the movies. So that, and then they went on to tell us that they were quite big Potter fans, which was very fun to hear, actually. And we just got on really well. So, um, yeah, we've stayed in contact since. And it was um, great to have him join us today. Exactly. So, in this episode, we speak about the stereotypes, especially British stereotypes, um, and also talk about his stint in a reality TV show over here and how obviously things have been edited differently, which is always the danger of these shows. Um, but to give a bit of background for those of you who are unfamiliar with James's work, he's a former England rugby international with 77 caps, which means he's represented his country 77 times. He's played in two World Cups, player of the series when England did the whitewash over Australia down under in 2016, a Six Nations Grand Slam winner, which is very, very rare, English Premiership champion, European champion, and the podcast he presents is one of, or co-presents, is one of the biggest in the world. And as James said, he's also quite a Harry Potter fan. Yeah, so very excited to have James today. And like we said, he's he says what he thinks, um, so he doesn't try and um, appease everybody. But I think in some way that's quite respectable as well. Like I say, we're not going to waffle on too much about rugby where people don't know the sport. They won't know what we're on about. But hopefully you can understand uh, everything that goes into being a professional athlete. Well, what do, James, what have, you been, what have you been up to this week? Doing quite a bit more boxing, actually. Still, still pad work. Still pad. I, I put a punch bag up in my uh, garage as well, so I've been doing that. And there, I can listen to my own music, which is very good. So I've had a lot of heavy metal on. Uh, I'm not sure whether the neighbours are fans of Slipknot or Pantera, but hey ho. How about you? What have you been up to? Uh, I have been a bit of golf, quite a few cameo videos, which has been really cool, like some really funny ones this week, which has been really, really interesting. One came through, right, and it was to tell this guy that his um, girlfriend wants to move in with him and she's found an amazing place to go together. So it was. I, I can only assume that they'd already had that conversation. <laughs> But it was very fun reading it. And it was really cool as well because she did like a little, you can do a little video on it. And she did a video explaining to me the house and her excitement with it. So I really hope that he understood what I was talking about. But stuff like that has been really, really cool. Uh, what else? Also played a bit more cricket this week with some old school friends of mine. And yeah, it's just been just been good to do stuff what's a bit different and just gets us out and a bit of social interaction with people as well. It has, yeah. I think everyone's got to keep their social interactions going whether it be online or whether it be safe social distancing and let's hope that we can get out back to normal sooner rather than later so with all that said welcome james haskell do you want to start can do it 
I'll start, lads, if you want. Hi, I'm James Haskell. This is Normal Not Normal Podcast. James, thank you so much for joining us today. Hope you're doing really well. Yeah, good. I've just started training with somebody because uh, my body sort of fell apart during um, lockdown. But he um, decided to put me in a hole this morning. But other than that, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I saw, um, actually earlier today, I saw on your uh, Instagram stories the workout you were doing. And I was tired just watching it. So yeah, okay, yeah. What made me laugh because I've just started boxing training, but the best way I can describe it, you know, you see in the Simpsons when Homer's a boxer, yeah, and the fly lands on the bag and he hits it and he flounces off. That's pretty much <laughs> yeah. me in the gym right now. So yeah, James Feathermitz Phelps is could be exactly your, yeah, your, your, could be your nickname. What a great SpongeBob, name that would be it. Yeah, SpongeBob foam hands or something like that. <laughs> so we met in a very British way at Buckingham Palace. Stereotype. <laughs> and we're not making, yeah, not making that up at all. No, that was, um, big, t- yeah, that was big time. The, the Duke of Edinburgh award, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So we were saying in the intro how normally those things, everyone meets, to, like you're kind of herded into a room and it's kind of a, a quiet chit chat. But what Oliver and I really appreciated about you and your wife, so you kind of cut the the dithering round and it was like straight to friends. How you doing? Nice to meet you. Like That was uh, a very, very thankful for that because otherwise it's a very weird 10 minutes of of air if that makes sense yeah because it, it's it's like it's like you know because also in the world of like pseudo pseudo celebrity i'm not very good at i don't like i'm you know i'm not even on the z lister and I, I, I you know sometimes you get in those situations where you get people who've done different things who have genuine talent who have um and then some people have just been there for because they've done some reality tv or whatever and you know, there's a lot of kind of social climbing and pretense and everything else. But I'm very much like Chloe and I are, are very outgoing. And I was like, I love you too. I, I'm a massive fan of Hope. I was like, I want to come and say hello. Because otherwise, you sit there and you're like, what's the social norm? But it can be a bit freaky. It can be a bit awkward because you just <laughs> sort of go over and I just talk to someone and they're like, ah, who the is this guy? Like, get away. Like, get, like, like, they, they start panic. But no, I was like, I think it's especially with men, we, we're very bad at um, actually complimenting each other. Like, especially in my world, you know, you, you spend all your time taking the mick out of each other. You spend all your time kind of being ruthless, but actually saying something nice to someone, it's a very odd thing and people can be quite standoffish. And going to the most like middle class event in the history of the world, Buckingham Palace, not being able to say anyone, no one introduces themselves. You're just sort of assumed no. that you all know each other. And it's like, no, you have to stay alone. And some people are so funny, a bit standoffish, but I, I actually really enjoyed it. It was nice. And I was I was surprised when I came up to say hello to you guys. You had any idea who I was or actually were rugby fans. I was like, oh, this is a bit of a love in here. I can't like it. <laughs> That's pretty much what we were like when we when we went away. We're like, James Haskell knows who we are. How amazing. <laughs> so, so yeah, like you say, Oliver and I are, are big rugby fans. So, but obviously, unfortunately, in, in a big way, rugby isn't the biggest sport in the world. It is in some countries, but not in others. I wish it was. Um, but for those who don't haven't seen it before, could you give a quick description of of what it is? Yeah, so it's like NFL without the pads, 15 guys on one side, 15 guys the other side, trying to get what looks like a football that's been squashed over a line and put it down. <laughs> and basically the side with the ball is trying to be stopped by the side without the ball with some control violence. Exactly. <laughs> You are a self-confessed super fan of a certain franchise, uh, which you will probably know yes. more than Oliver and I about. In fact, I know you will. Uh, you're quite a big Harry Potter fan, aren't you, James? I am a huge Harry Potter fan. Harry Potter fan. I've read all the books. I've listened to Stephen Fry narrate all the books twice, and I've watched all the movies. Uh, and I also went on Celebrity Mastermind as my. Um, Specialist subject, Harry Potter, the movies. I am an absolute Potter loser, if there is such a thing, because I don't think you can be a loser when you associate with Harry Potter. I think you're just really cool. Me and all the other cool wizards and witches. What is it that grabbed it for you? I think, you know, for me, I think the way um, J.K. Rowling wrote, I think just capturing the imagination, I think the imagery in the book, you know, I think for me, going to boarding school and knowing what it was kind of like and seeing that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, people always talk about wanting to have special powers or superpowers or, and then magic is, is, you know, holds such attraction for people. I think you just become invested in, 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 in the characters and you want them to do well. And I just think it's so well written that it's, it's, uh, 
you know, there's so much depth to it in terms, you know, it's not like, it's not about, a, you know, the book, first book obviously is much more immature than the others as, as, as a writer, but you know, it's not just about a wizard, it's about everything else and it's good versus evil. Um, it's, you know, there's so many characters that, that go around it, uh, you know, she's not frightened to kill people off. Um, yeah, I and know. I just, I do, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Sorry, bud. Um, and uh, but at least you made it was you made it the last movie though. Yeah, that's what I always say. As long as it was the last one. I mean, it could have been it could have been like Harry's mum and dad. Like yeah, yeah, you could have not even made it. But you got dusted late, late on in you know in in the big you know the, the battle for whatever it is, the Wizarding World. I think you did all right, Chief. I think you know. And also, yeah. The only problem is though. I, then there's a subplot of that is like. You know, will you know? Will you ever be the same again? Will your twin ever be the same again? Uh, it's, ama- it's amazing the amount of people who go through with everything like that. And it's amazing actually for me how many people want to know about that scene. Yeah, like, it's amazing the amount of what was, what was it? What was it like filming that scene? And I remember once giving someone a really sarcastic answer, going, "Oh, it's the best day of filming," and it was <laughs> worst thing you could that say. Been, anything yeah. a bit like, but like the time I said I was glad they killed Dobby off, <laughs> jokingly. But I might as well yeah. have just. Yeah. You can't say that. Look, people get. People, you know, you guys will know it better than anyone. Because, you know, I, and I don't know if you do Comic Con and all those other things or if you've ever done those events. But, you know, people live and breathe this stuff. You know, I, I take it because yeah. I enjoy. I love fiction. I can't read self help stuff. I love, you know, going off into an adventurous world. And I think, you know, it was so well done. The movies, um, the books, the audio. But it just, it was, it was just really, really well done. And I think that. Um, but people live and breathe this stuff. If you mess with their their stuff, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, I, things like saying Dobby, I wish Dobby, that people get really funny about it. Like, I don't, I'm not, yeah. you know, I've never cared enough about anything other than myself. So, you know, like, you know, when they talk about like sports fans and stuff, like live and breathe it. I've never been that bothered about anything. Um, but so I would never get offended. I would know it was tongue in cheek. But though, some people would just go mad um about that kind of stuff um you know a dobby was quite annoying so you know <laughs> well, that was and that was that was that was my argument like i'd say that and they'd suddenly just get yeah i can't say that or, or like, i remember someone asking us about what was it like to film the quidditch and we said well it was a bit boring because you'd have to do the same thing over yeah. and over and and i think people sometimes forget that you're actually on a suspended on a 15 foot crane with a broomstick between your yeah. legs for hours for like an hour on end or whatever like that not necessarily the yeah with a big green screen in yeah there, you know yeah whizzing around make fake acting with an imaginary thing yeah pretty much yeah so it's it's, it's funny when but you people don't realize that they think you're going to a real you know a real kind of world but i mean because of this 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 i'm a celebrity thing, I, you know i knew about the, the, the you know the great hall being based on oxford and the fact they actually laid real flagstones in the first movie they had real food that went off and stunk and everything yeah. else that, so then they had to do you know yeah just all this stuff that's amazing but people don't People always want to be an actor until they actually have to act. And it's like, right, say the line this way. Say the line from a shot from behind. Say the line from this. Say the line from that. You've done the same line 20 times from 20 different views before you've even done anything. It's not, you know, it's not this sort of thing that people imagine it to be. I don't know. No, exactly. But actually, I remember actually on the first premiere, your father-in-law came up to us and said, well done, really enjoyed that. Always remember that. Yeah, because obviously uh, Richard and, uh, and your mother-in-law, Judy, they're like household names in terms of, I suppose what the equivalent would be in the States, I suppose like Ellen or Oprah type thing, like chat show. I remember it clear as day because it was the first time I think anyone who I'd seen off the telly here actually, who didn't work on the films, actually made any comment on it, especially directly to us. That was that was really cool. And I remember Chloe saying that she went to the same school as Bonnie as well, our sister. Yes, yeah, she knows, yeah, I think she knows Bonnie. She always goes, Bonnie, when she comes on the TV. So, um, yeah, um, I've also got a great story about Dan Radcliffe, but I can't, I can't tell on this podcast because <laughs> my an, an ex partner of mine told me it's, it's so good. I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys off off air, but it's just, it's just perfect combination of like wizarding wit and real life activity. You're just like amazing. <laughs> Very good. So, did you had you always wanted to be a, a rugby player? No, I wanted to be in the SAS or drive a JCB, um, and, uh, and and you're, you're going to love this. So, you know, when having limited fame or limited thing has some sort of benefit to the point where I am, um, by the time this will be out, I would have already done it, but I'm getting my JCB, my JCB license. I'm going next week, nine to five, every day to JCB Quarry to come out with my, my three, it's called a 360, so an excavator license. So I will be able to go and work on any building site in the UK. My, my wife's like, <laughs> you're an idiot. Why are you doing that? And I went, because 
you always need a backup plan, babe. And all the way through lockdown, the only people who carried on working really, apart from the frontline people were, were builders. And I'm going to be now qualified digger driver. I've always driven diggers, oh, loved it. I had a digger. I used to drive to training. JCB lent me one for a year. I, I took out like 200 trees for a neighbor, used to do all this ditching. And, all, and if I had a bad day, I'd be like, love, I'm going in the digger. And I put a digger on, I put on some house music. I would just be there, radio on, just like taking trees down, doing ditches, lifting stuff. Yeah, it's pretty good. That does sound incredibly fun. I'm very jealous of that, actually. <laughs> like, honest to God, if the world is falling apart around you, actually doing something with skill where you're like that, just relax, comfortable, heated seat, tunes on, in, even the best in the summer, rig out, baseball cap on, just tanning. All right, you know, you immediately become a bit of a geezer. Right, that'd be a cut too, yeah. Pop the horn on the little thing so they know you're there. I'm fully into it. And they're going to be full overalls, JCB special tote metal toe cap boots. Absolutely stash the match. Hello, normal, not normal listeners. I just want to say a big thank you to our sponsors, Yamaha, for sending me these headphones. Clearly, they saw the show and have noticed how annoying Oliver's drum is. I, I don't know what they're talking about. So these are Yamaha E700A headphones, and they're headphones that adapt to you and your environment. They look cool. They're designed to produce sound that optimizes and tune to whoever puts the headphones on. They also create a sound that is truer, not louder. So the sound is balanced even at low volumes. And the E700As are aware of competing external noises, so you don't need to crank the volume up when your environment changes. Like when Oliver bangs his drum, for example. Like this, like this. No. See, I can't hear you. Because finally, it creates a sound that cuts noise, not music. So it has active noise cancelling technology, which carefully removes only background noise without processing any of the music signal. So the music is left pure. I've been listening to a lot of heavy metal recently, and you can hear every musical instrument and riff going. It is fantastic. And I can bang my drum as much as I like. Yes, you can. Thank you, Yamaha. Guys, if you want to find out more, head to yamahamusiclondon.com forward slash E700A. Yes, that's yamahamusiclondon.com slash E700A. Now, back to the show. Bang that drum! Bang that drum! You know what time it is. It's that bit of the show where we share your messages and voice notes. So the first question we have is from Kelsey in Oxfordshire. Kelsey asks, who is your hero in life? Go straight in with the deep one there, Kelsey. Yeah, mine's an easy one. Mine would be my granddad, Eric. Yeah, I've got to say granddad, Eric. Um, or granddad, John. Basically, we came, like, our, our grandparents um, were amazing. So, yeah, there you go. My name is Laser. I'm from the USA and I'm an American Mexican or Mexican American. What is the best dream you have ever had? I still remember my best dream I've ever had because I was reliving a great day that I had had that day. Right. And this has happened. I know this has happened in talking about my granddad, John. I know he had something very similar. When my football team, Birmingham City, won the first cup in their history at Wembley in 2011. I was there. No one thought they would beat Arsenal, but they did with literally the last kick of the game. And I went to bed that night still thinking about what I had seen. And unfortunately for my now wife, who was sleeping next to me, I literally was reenacting in my dream the goal going in. So like all fans do, they jump up and push each other next to them to celebrate. I accidentally did that to my now wife and kind of pushed her out of bed. But it was a great dream because it was a great day. The next question is from Raquel. And she says, hey, guys, I'm getting a dog soon. Amazing, Raquel. It's a German Shepherd and I would love for you guys to name it. I'm not sure if it's going to be a boy or a girl. So can you choose a name for me? Well, Raquel, I would go with and I've always wanted this name, but I haven't got a dog, so I haven't been able to use it yet. If you get in a boy dog, Clive. Because Raquel, can you imagine being outside in, in the park or somewhere like that going, come here, Clive! Or, you know, Clive just walks in and, you know, does something silly. Oh, Clive. Just rolls off the tongue very well. Yeah, either Clive or if you're getting a girl... Um, I heard one actually once and it sounded really funny. There was this absolute juggernaut of a guy running through the park and he had this little dog running with him and he was going, come on, Mavis! 
Come on, Mavis. So maybe Mavis. Mavis. Yeah, but if it's a German Shepherd. Alice. Alice. What about Alice? Yeah, Raquel. If you have a girl dog, call it Alice after our producer on this show. Right, which gets us on to the next part of the show, which is your Did You Knows. And you have been very, very good this week. We're sending in some amazing voice notes. We've been blown away by them, so thank you so much. And again, the voice notes are a great way to hear everybody's voices, obviously, as well. So thank you so much. And the first one we had was from Isla and Freya. It is fantastic. We loved hearing from this, guys. So thank you so, so much for sending it in and take it away. Hi, Oliver and James. It's Isla and Freya. And today we're going to be telling you a weird did you know fact. So, did you know that some cats are actually allergic to humans? You didn't? Well, now you do. The thing I loved about that fact is also the delivery of the facts, how they both came in and out of each other's sentences. Very, very well done, girls. Fantastic fact as well. And I'm sure some cats must be allergic to me because they never, never want to bother with me at all. We used to have a cat that lived down the road that used to sneak into our house. Remember when he was and in we... the washing machine once? I oh, know, it was... <laughs> We I mean, it wasn't on. on, don't worry. It wasn't on. But it, like, we, we literally had to check the house to make sure that he wasn't in there when we went out. Especially because we used to have two dogs, so I don't know how that would have gone. Kathy sent in this message which said, I live in Germany and there's a town called Elmshorn. To attract tourists, they made up a slogan describing themselves and it says, Super Normal. The mayor of Elmshorn said, Elmshorn is a normal city in which you can live superly Normal is the new super. The citizens of Elmshorn don't like this as their slogan and very much wonder, what does super normal even mean? Now my question is for you, what do you think super normal is? I'm curious to hear your opinion. And she sent a nice little link to uh, to see exactly what this is about. And I went on their website, which is the elmshorn.de, which obviously the town's website. And I've got to be honest with you, whoever is the marketing and person for Elmshorn clearly doesn't want anyone... I can only assume that they've never worked in tourism before in their life because to describe yourself as super normal, does that not sound like the most boringest place ever? It's a nice grey bridge they have. Yeah, I know. And then the picture of it is literally a flyover of a canal with a factory in the background, a tree what's obviously been planted about a week before with a stake still in it. I don't think that's a goer for me. I can see why the people of Elmshorn don't like this slogan. I can only think the best way to deal with this is to make it your own slogan. Like, welcome to Elmshorn, home of the world's crappiest tourist board. When lockdown is over, I'm going to go to Elmshorn because I want to see what super normal is. That'd be a great live show, wouldn't it? No, would it? Normal, not normal, from the super normal capital of the world. So thank you very much for that, Cathy. But next, our next voice note is from Benedetta, who has an amazing did you know fact about frogs. Hi guys, I'm Benedetta from Italy and uh, I know a lot of things about frogs. Uh, did you know that a group of frogs is called an army? And uh, there's a frog who has a red body and uh, blue legs uh, and it's called Blue Jeans Frog. I know, it's, it's weird. Rabbit, I couldn't help myself. That was really great. Thank you very much for that, Benedetta. Great to know a little more things about our amphibious friends. The next voice note we received was from Courtney. I have a did you know fact. It's about cats. And I don't know if you just heard my cat in the background, but she just ran by, so that's great. Did you know the reason why cats sleep so much is because they take all of your negative energy and they soak it up into their own personal being and de-stress you throughout the day. They're calming themselves because they took all of your madness from yourself into their own body. If it's 100% true, I don't know, but it's cute. So there's my did you know fact about cats. Thank you very much for that, Courtney. Um, I, I don't have a cat, but I can I can completely um, I'm skeptical. understand where you're coming from. Well, I'm skeptical on this one. My dog knows when I'm having a bad day and he'll come and Yeah, sure there's one thing to right. sense. So I'm sure cats yes, there's, yes, there's one thing to sense uh, the mood or something like that of someone else, but to actually be a cat that is literally an a emotional sponge. Courtney, do you think that that is for just one particular breed or all breeds? Because, I mean, if we're going into whole cats, does that mean, like, you could have a lion? <laughs> yeah, because you must have a lion. 
<laughs> See, I mean, that's another thing. Lot. They sleep a lot. Yeah, can you think they move? Oh. Oh no! Oh no! Look, here comes always oh, the rhino coming along. God, he's a miserable sod, isn't he? Okay. No, but, oh, yeah, What's ha, going ha, on today, ha. rhino? But the lion is the king of the jungle, so maybe this is why he has to take everyone's troubles on board, and that is why he sleeps so much. And maybe why he just thinks I'm just going to go and eat them instead. Now we're going to move on to what is your normal or my normals. So this voice note is from Trinity, and thank you so much for sending this in, Trinity. It really. Really wasn't nice to hear from you. Thank you for sharing your story. So please, guys, enjoy. Hey, James. Hi, Oliver. I wanted to send you this message to talk about your normal and not normals. Um, this is my normal. Um, I was sick for over half of my life with asthma, pneumonia, yada yada, cold, everything that could exist, basically. And one of the worst things about it was my normal was quarantining for like two weeks in my house sitting on a nebulizer and having to hold my inhaler with me constantly tons of medications flowing through my body and i was even quarantining before quarantine was cool when i was younger and now i can finally say that my normal is quote unquote normal um i can now live like a normal teenager where i don't have to be worried about not being able to breathe I get to live like everyone else, where I get to have fun with my friends, get to listen to whatever music I want and not have to turn it up to a noxiously loud volume so I can hear it over my nebulizer. It's crazy to me to think that I've got this far that I can say that I can live like a normal teenager. Obviously the normal is not normal right now because of quarantine but anyway i really hope you enjoy this message trinity i just want to say well done mate so glad to hear that you're doing a lot better these days and thank you for all the love and support as well like oliver says it's great that you've been able to not let it bring you down and you were able to carry on with things and you're able to listen to the normal not normal podcast brought to you by super normal town elmshorn <laughs> No, they're not. They're not broad to us. I don't want to be associated. I don't want to be associated with someone's marketing ploy. Anyway, anyway, moving on, guys. We just want to say a huge thank you to all the amazing jingles that we have received this week, and this one comes from Blythe. So take it away, Blythe. Normal is as normal does, but I guess that that's the problem. For those that think it's universal, I think that we should show them that. I love a good ukulele. That was amazing, Bly. Thank you so much. We did have some other amazing jingles, so we'll make sure to put those in the bank and they will be on a future show. And please keep them coming in. Exactly, to the email, which is normalnotnormalpodcast at gmail.com. That's normalnotnormalpodcast at gmail.com. Or tweet us using the hashtags normalnotnormal and hashtag did you know. And remember that if you're under 18 and sending us a voice note or jingle, please get permission from a parent or guardian first. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you very much, guys. And now, back to James Haskell. What I was uh, really fascinated with as well in the book is how you talked about how um, you personally sought out a sports psychologist to help you with uh, the looking after your mind whilst playing as well, which... I thought it was really it was great to actually hear you talking about that. Like you're saying, such a macho sport as if, I guess everyone's meant to think. Just the mentality theory was always just get on with it. Yeah, I knew that the mind is such a powerful thing, and the mind plays tricks on you all the time. Uh, it makes you quit. It makes you give up. It makes you overthink. It makes you worried. It makes you anxious. Um, it makes you doubt yourself. And why would you not look into that uh, to to develop it? Why would you not see if you could? Um, make yourself better did you share with any of your teammates that you were you were speaking to a sports psychologist because being i mean in your, in your book you say how the locker room can be very harsh in terms of the banter like very cutthroat i uh i always be very honest and open about all of that i have good days i have bad days this is what i go and do and i, I think sometimes it's hard for people to take me seriously because because i was so cutting I think people didn't want to necessarily open up to me. I had a couple of teammates I discovered subsequently being in the media who were thinking about suicide, who were thinking about this, who'd gone to pretty dark places. One of them was addicted to morphine. And um, 
I said to you, I messaged each and said, lads, I'm so sorry to say, but, you know, I'm so gutted you didn't reach out and talk to me. And, and I just don't think they thought I was that kind of person to be able to do it. I've tried to purposely now, you know, actually ask people, you know, are you happy? What's happening? You know, like not, are you, you know, how you doing? Everyone says I'm mm. fine. You know, are you happy? Yeah. Um, mate, I think you're doing really well on this. And be complimentary. And some people are like, you see them looking at me going, are you taking the I'm like, no, 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 I just want you to say, I think you look really good today. I think this is really good. And, and because we just don't do it. And I, I'm always the first one to say, listen, if you've got problems, reach out. And if, and also as friends, you know someone's struggling or you haven't heard from them, just pick up the phone, just check in. But don't take fine for an answer, if you know. Check yeah. into it. And also, you know, if you've got problems, just pick up the phone because, um, you know, I, I saw a great quote. I talked about it on the, my podcast, Good, the Bad, the Rugby. It basically said, uh, I would much rather listen to your story than attend your funeral. And that is the yeah. most poignant thing yeah. that you could do. And I think, you know, <laughs> so funny, social media. People are like, but will you though? Will you? Well, you know, will James Haskell sit and listen to my problem? Will you? Go on then, try it out. And like, no, you can't miss the point, mate. I didn't mean me. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not saying you come and tell me you're, I don't know you. How am I going to help you? I'm not qualified. I mean, speak to other people. Like, I'm, that, was, that was a general thing. And people are like, well, you're not interested then, are you? I was like, not some weird bloke off social media. I'm not Samaritans. I, it was, it was, so people are so weird, man. Um, so last, last year in 2019, you retired because of an ankle injury. How long did it take you to get used to the retirement? Um, there was a period of time where I was struggling with, you know, with it because I had a fear of what I was going to do. You know, I had no qualifications. Everything I did was you know, self-created work, upskilled myself, you know, uh, the DJ, the public speaking, the book writing, you know, this is my fourth book that I, I put together. And it kind of, it was quite scary. I think, you know, the loss of routine, the loss of structure was a really very difficult thing to have. You know, I've been institutionalized. I went to boarding school from the age of seven to 18. And then I went to, you know, professional rugby from 18 to 35. You know, I knew where I had to be and what I was doing 99% of the time. I was surrounded by lads all the time. I was never alone, really, unless I came home. So there were those adjustments. But I think, you know, I've now got to the point where I'm, you know, in a, you know, in a, in a very good place. I think, you know, I get moments moments of reflection, you know, when I think, I see the boys playing, I'd love to be in the England squad. And because of my knees upwards, I feel fine. I feel like I could do anything. You know, my back actually... I've got three bulging discs in my back, which I'm trying to get sorted out. But other than that, I, you know, I feel like I could do things, but I know I couldn't play and perform anymore. Um, so I've tried not to pine after it. Um, and, you know, the Good, the Bad, the Rugby podcast is just enough to to keep me involved in rugby enough. And I watch it when I when it's on. But, I, you know, I, I sort of feel like that life happened to somebody else. It's very odd. Yeah. I don't, I don't, um, what's the word? I don't associate with it. It's people are very nice about it. I, I see sometimes things writing the book was nice, but it happened to somebody else. And I don't have anything to do with that guy anymore that played rugby. I'm now on to the next thing. I'm now trying to be the best DJ I can. I'm now trying to, you know, get in the best possible shape I can. I'm now trying to make you know, a, a book. And, and I've got my own podcast called What a Flanker, which is, you know, my kind of take on a bit like a Joe Rogan style thing where I'm, you know, not talking about rugby. I'm interviewing people I'm really interested in. So, you know, that, that kind of thing is it's been really cathartic and nice was that almost like right okay so you've already got it in your head there's definitely building a, a bridge for the next the next chapter yeah I've always done that you know I massively encourage young players and people to upskill yourself you got you know what my I was there when one of my teammates broke his neck and, and was paralyzed from the, the neck down and never never did anything again a guy called Matt Hampson but he's, he set up a fantastic foundation he's made the most of his life an incredible individual and um you know helped so many people and is such an inspiring guy but it gave me the wake-up call at, at 19 to see that happen to your mate and be like, hold on a minute. You know, this could be taken away from me for any moment. I'm playing a dangerous sport um, that, can, that can affect you, you know, selection, popularity, form. It can all change. No, I'm not in control of my own destiny. All I can control is how hard I work, how I treat other people, and how uh, I look after my body. And that's that's all the guarantees I've got. So basically, I... Um, I was always doing work. So I had my own supplement company. I've had my own um, you know, fitness business. I've, as I said, I've, you know, I've got three other books, got a cookbook, two training books that I've written. You know, I've, I've you know, spent all my time developing DJing, my DJing skills. I still go and see my DJ kind of teacher. I, I learned different things. I've got a, I have my first 
house music track signed, which is coming out in March 2021. Um, I made a couple more tracks, which is quite cool. Um, you know, I do a lot of speaking stuff. I, you know, I, I was always, bizarrely, I wasn't always that comfortable um, standing out speaking in front of people. But my dad kind of, you know, said, listen, you know, go and do it, give it a go. And now I love it. And everything I do is about performing, DJing, speaking, you know, I, and I, I love doing that now. And I was, you know, before lockdown, I was doing five events a week. I was probably speaking, you know, talking at Vestec about mental health, going to Gloucester to talk at a Rotary Club about rugby stories, Wednesday filming for MasterCard, Thursday, uh, you know, uh, a corporate speech on teamwork, Friday DJing, you know, Saturday DJing, Sunday rest. And, I, and that for me was the best the best thing and and i always want to upskill it and i think having stuff outside your life gives you more work-life balance to what you um what you have i think if you're defined by your career and your personal life if one of those isn't going well then you're screwed if both of them aren't going well then you're really in trouble and you need something as an individual that you call yourself your own so the djing thing for me is my thing that nobody can take it away that i will do and it stresses me out because i'm a perfectionist but I have that balance and, and I then monetized it because, you know, why not? You know, I, mean, I was DJing about seven years. I was, I was getting paid to play when I was still, you know, when I was still playing rugby. I mean, obviously not the most synergized lifestyle, but I, I didn't drink and I used to turn up, you know, get a guy to drive me, do the gig, sleep on the way back. And then just, you know, and ideally try and get him after games and then, you know, go around again. Yeah, best way to do it. And then... After that as well, you ended up doing Going in the Jungle on I'm a Celebrity here in the UK. Um, tell us about that and just the the editing that went into it, unbeknownst to you until you came out. Yeah, look, I, I, first of all, I, I'm, I don't watch any reality TV. I don't, I, I've never watched it. Um, I just not. I watched part, part of the first Big Brother for the novelty of it, but I'm just not that um, not that interested in, in that kind of stuff. And then I um, got asked to do it. Got asked you strictly. Um, I, you know, the, the curse of strictly is, is a <laughs> yeah. real thing. You know, everyone always ends up cheating on their partners in that in that in that thing. But you know, you can't pretend to be sexy for yeah. you know seven eight hours a day with someone. And, you know, you have to have an iron will. And, I, you know, I don't think I would have struggled with that because I love my wife and I really fancy my wife, but I just don't want to put that danger and I don't think my body would have dealt with it. I thought I'm a celebrity is much more my kind of scene. They very kindly asked me and it was a great honour to be asked. You know, 40 million people tune into that show every night. It's one, you know, best reality show, 19 series in a row. Um, and it's kind of, it, 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 it was huge. But I didn't think me and reality TV was a great combination. I don't, I, I have an opinion I'm mouthy. I'm not really worried about what people people think, but that's not what modern people will need. You know, you, you always see it on these TV programs. There's like that. Um, yeah. They used to call it, called that TV program the Island, and basically they used to go and they, they put these people onto an island. And the first thing all these people would do was like, let's go and find the beach, and they would trek all the way through this jungle instead of setting up a proper camp, drink all their water, find this picturesque beach, and then be too tired, too thing, no food, and, and not get anything, not get anywhere. And someone at the back, would, someone would be at the front going, listen, we just need to get camp, we need to get food. And you'd hear this, who put you in charge? You don't tell me what to do. And it's like, and people at home are like, yeah, look how bossy so-and-so is. Because in real life, you tell people what to do. In a team environment, if people aren't cutting the weight, you tell them. If people aren't performing, you tell them. If you, you do what's good for the team. And on, on that show, I I knew I could help, you know, not get into people and start taking the piss out of everyone like I would on the rugby team because that definitely wouldn't go that well. But I basically decided to, um, you know, to, 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 to be myself the whole time. And I think some people went into it with an act. And but, but I don't know this, but according to my wife, for the first two weeks, I was, you know, hero number one. People were like, you're going to win it. Great character, loving it, being really kind, chivalrous. And then... I ended up having a row with one of the one of the campmates. There was a couple of moments where I did where they, you don't see the editing, you don't see what went on, and the fact that so and so has said something to so and so, they were upset. So and so was banging on about something. I tell the bloke who's banging on about it just to take the foot off the gas about it, and suddenly I'm bullying them. And I was basically labelled a bully, and that's the narrative they went they went with. Big James Haskell, really aggressive. And I, every time I had words with people, I was always sitting down. I purposely didn't get up and be like, I was just like, I didn't even raise my voice. I was like, listen, this is silly. And, we, and I had one, I got caught saying that they do something called the Dingo Dollar Challenge, which is a 50-50 general, general like a 50-50 multi-choice question. There's no skill to it. You don't know the audience references, but aren't my group were quite cerebral and they thought you could debate it. So I'm sitting there gritting my teeth, hearing these people talk about it. And they're like, right, who votes for A? And they go like 10 people. 
I says everybody. Then I go for B, and like five people be like, no, that's 15 people. You can't have done that. And so when well, no, I changed, I changed my mind. And I was like, so I then got up, I was like, no, no, no. It's not hard. Well, we just we've got all the time in the world. I was like, no, we don't have all the time in the world. I do not have the time in the world to listen to you idiots talk about it. So I then got, I made them do it again. And they still went wrong. Eight people and then you know, nine people. I was like, no, it's talking, that's too many people. So then I walked off and someone was like, you're right, you're right, you're getting so stressed. I was like, I cannot be involved in this circus of stupidity. I am far too intelligent to sit around listening. And people were like, oh, James Haskell thinks he's cleverer than all these people. James Haskell thinks this, James Haskell's a bully. And then the only thing that saved me was when I came out mm. was everybody's reaction to me leaving. The fact that, you know, uh, five of them cried. <laughs> like, it's going to sound like we're talking myself up, but I've got to say it how it was. Five of them cried. Someone said, you pulled the heart out of the camp. The rest of them were like, you've lost, you know, I've lost my big brother. I've lost this. You haven't done this. James did this. And suddenly the son, instead of going, he's a bully, are like, you know, viewers of um, I'm a celebrity feel like they've been duped. You know, if James Haskell was such a prick, why is everybody crying and saying you've ripped the heart out of the camp? Why aren't a deck saying we've never seen a reaction to uh, somebody leaving like this? And and the problem with reality, it, it, if that hadn't had that reaction, I never would have worked again. I would have, people would go, you know, were a bully, but I, I because yeah. you, one mistake now, trial by social media and you're never seen again. Um, so, I mean, listen, they'd have to up the cash because never say never. Um, but I, I, I don't think I'd be rushing to do <laughs> Very it. Very good. So right now, James, what does normal, and I'm using the brackets, what does a normal life look for you now? So normal life for me at the moment is um, every day is every day is different. Um, the consistencies I have for me are, are training, routine, and you know other, and obviously recording the podcast. But at the moment, I'm doing three, three podcasts a week. So I've got my uh, Good, the Bad, the Rugby, my What a Flank of the podcast, and Couples Quarantine with my my wife. It's a bit more controversial, um, and I'm sort of. You know, like last week, I filmed in the Lake District for Giacomo with two SAS guys. Um, you know, the week before that, I was cooking some vegan meatless. I'm not a vegan, but they were basically the idea is if they can convert me to meatless or um, beefless uh, food, then I then it was great. And it was unbelievable. The guy called DJ Barbecue, which was quite cool. And then, yeah, you know, next week, I'm in a JCB factory. The week after, I'm filming for McCain's. Mate, it's every, look, every day is different, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I, I love the carnage. Yeah, fantastic. And what would you say is less normal about you? Like, is there anything what's, what you, you would deem as maybe a bit different, well, different to the norm? Um, I'd say different to my norm is my is my mindset and approach to work, to um, performance and dedication on a pursuit of being better. I think, uh, you know, the day that you think you've made it is a day you fail. And I, and I constantly want to upskill myself. As I'm not particularly satisfied a lot of the time. I want to keep developing it. And it's... You know, and also people talk about these methodologies being your recipe for success. So a recipe for success is because I want to prove people wrong. I didn't always back myself. I want to be the best version of myself. I want to be the guy in the room with all the stories and I want to earn good cash and I want to have fun doing it. That's my recipe for success. And that means you're not often fulfilled. If you don't address your recipe for success, it can unravel you. So if you're constantly never fulfilled, never happy, never comfortable, that's not a way to live your life. It's a constant balancing act. But um, for me, that's what I think sets me apart. But I am, I mean, I did something on a podcast, Couples Quarantine, and I was talking about stuff. And they were like, well, you know, but yeah, but you guys are celebrities. And you." And I was like, no, 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 that's the, that's the point we're trying to make, is there is no difference. I'm no different from anybody else in any way. The only difference between people who are successful, not successful, or do things are the, the way they approach things, their dedication, focus, and mindset, and that's it. And then what is the most normal thing? Well, I've went less, I'll go more. Um, the most normal thing about me is I um, am a huge geek for for lots for technology for things. I love nothing better than eating pizza, sitting on a sofa, watching movies, drinking whiskey, doing you know. I couldn't be yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm the same as everybody else. Um, I get tired. I get grumpy. I have good days. I have bad days. Um, and uh, yeah, and I love Harry Potter, which most people do. Perfect. And then just to end, I normally ask people a quick fire couple of questions, if that's okay. Fine. Um, and, he norm- and, he, and he normally forgets to send them on to people beforehand. Which I have. <laughs> uh, so what, what would be your favourite book? Uh, oh, my favourite book is, um, it's called uh, Doctor Strange and Mr. Norell by Susanna Shaw. It's about uh, two modern day wizards in, in the UK. It's amazing. Really good book. It's a Times bestseller. Cool. 
Uh, what is your favourite song? My favourite song, um, oh, Elton John, Tiny Dancer. Very good. Uh, your favourite film? Ronin with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. And your favourite uh, food? Uh, pizza. Yep. Or, or Asian fusion like Nobu stuff. That's my, you know. On pizza, is another question that always keeps coming up. Hawaiian pizza, yes or no? Absolutely not in any way shape <laughs> thank or you. form thank take, you. take that pineapple oh, God. there's a time there's a time and a place for pineapple on a pizza never and in the bin <laughs> yeah yeah completely agree completely uh, you know, agree get that off like, like I, honestly if you someone gives me I'll, I'll pick it off put it on the side <laughs> I, will, I, I hate mushrooms and I'll eat mushrooms on a pizza I'd rather pick a pineapple off and throw it away oh I'd rather not have the pizza I'd rather go hungry that's how much I hate it <laughs> okay <laughs> And what is your favourite quote from a TV or film? Oh, my favourite quote from a TV or film. Um, oh, God. It's a really good... Um, oh, oh, yeah. I, well, I did this a lot. So, you know, in a Dumb and Dumber. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't sleep with you if you're the last person on earth. So you're saying there's a chance. That's chance. basically my... Yeah. <laughs> love brilliant brilliant well jace thank you so much for uh, giving us so much time today and um yeah it'd be really great to uh to chat with you and all the best with the uh the upcoming stuff with the podcast and obviously the book may long continue being on the best-selling list cheers lads i really appreciate it thank you very much for having me uh and keep smashing it yourselves and uh, hopefully i get you both onto my water flank podcast yeah that'd be great anytime mate thank you very much sounds good cheers boys I really enjoyed that today, James. Really, really enjoyed it. I think that because we are, as they say on his The Good by the Rugby podcast, we are rugby noises. We are um, big fans of the sport. And I, I really hope that one day as a sport, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger around the world because I really do think it's an exciting game. It's something that everyone can play. All shapes and sizes can play the sport. And there's a lot of... Uh, you go hard for 80 minutes and then as soon as it happens, you'll go and have a drink with the opposition after. So mm. I think there's a lot of the ethos around rugby is cool. So anyway, going back to what you're saying, Oliver, we're big fans of rugby and James as a person in, himself because he doesn't he doesn't shy away from saying things which might upset someone. He stays true to who, who he is, which I think is a good thing to see that he's he's not afraid to rock the boat. He doesn't intentionally go after rocking the boat, but if he does, then that's that's how it is. Like we said before, we're we're big fans as well of his uh, the podcast that he does with two of the guys, Mike Tyndall and Alex Payne, called "The Good, the Bad, the Rugby." It is actually one of the biggest, listen, most listened to podcasts in the world. Uh, very, it's very um, entertaining as well because they talk about rugby, but they don't, if that makes sense. Um, and it's just a very a very good listen. So I'm normally in the gym at six thirty every morning, being sad on a bike. No, I'm I'm not depressed. I'm a uh, I'm a fitness nerd, so you anyway. don't have to say that you're there every morning at six thirty. You could have said I am. I, I can't. I, I, things I I need to get exercise done in the morning, otherwise then I yeah. I'm... But you don't need to tell everyone about that. Well, if people want to do it and join me, then then they can. Anyway, I'm there, as it's winter now and it's very miserable. I'm on, on the watt bike indoors, so I'm I listen oh, to oh, the on pod... the watt bike. Yeah, it's not just a bike; it's a watt bike. Yeah. So well, there are other brands available, um, but I listen to Unless they that want to send podcast. You one, right? I listen. Yeah, okay. yeah. Why not? But, <laughs> but the um, actually, there's a really good Tour de France one I saw, which changes with the elevation. Anyway, by the way, I'm in the. I'm there doing my exercise, and I'm listening to the podcast when it drops every Wednesday uh, for them. And it is. It's just a a good bit of escapism. Um, it's great that we've actually met, and uh, we know Mike pretty well, and we've met Alex before. He's a really nice guy as well. So I thoroughly recommend checking out that podcast for a bit of a giggle from time to time. He said there as well that he's pretty much always the the general consensus is everyone hates him before they meet him. Yeah, I, I suppose we're the opposite of that, aren't they? Well, everyone thinks we're great until they meet us. Definitely you. Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll definitely put you in that category. At an airport, um, especially. An airport? No, no, no. Okay, okay. Right. If you're in front of me at an airport and you're walking in front of me, right, and you're going to and you're there at the um, security desk, right, you get there. It's quite a simple thing. Get your belt off. Get your laptop out of your bag. Don't have any liquids in your in your holder or anything like that. 
Remove your shoes at nearly all airports. Now they've brought that type of thing in. So double check if you need to remove your shoes. Yes, that includes, funny enough, high-heeled shoes or boots. They need to come off. Your laptop can't go in the same tray. Passport, just keep onto your passport and your ticket. That's all you need to hold on to. Everything else goes into the tray. To get through it, you shouldn't be there longer than two minutes if you do everything that's told. Unless you get pulled aside for a random check because you've got something there. Other than that, you, get, you don't need anything in your pocket, any keys, cash, get rid of it. You don't need to do that. So if you are in front of me at an airport and you do one of those lists of things, all I'm going to do, and you will hear this, is <sighs> rant over. But you have, you've only been on one plane in the last year. Yeah, I know. And so the worst, you know, the worst thing is I miss getting angry in that situation where you're kind of just like biting your, your lip going, it's not hard move out the way are you done i think so i think that's my my vent of the afternoon okay uh may i um go into a little did you know fact go on did you know england versus scotland when they play each other calcutta cup they play for the calcutta cup did you know yeah do you know it why? It was made from rubies from Calcutta, if I remember right. Is that right? Well, yes, but it was actually played in Calcutta. Really? Yep. In eight, Christmas Day, 1872. Ah, and they still play for that cup now. Um, rugby has been played for almost 200 years. Yes. Mr. Webb Ellis invented it in a little town called Rugby. Thank you. That. Yeah. That's why the World Cup is called the Web. not Wed- meant to join in on these did you knows, but thank you for your... Contribution. Well, I did know. I did. And did you know? Did you know that the World Cup is actually called the Webb Ellis Trophy? I did. Yes. Uh, did you know the tiny dot that appears on a I or a J? Right. Yes. Did you know that this letter actually has that it actually has a name, and it's a tittle. What's that got to do with rugby? It doesn't. I'm on to a different thing now. Uh, the first recording of this phrase was in 1607 by in a play mm-hmm. called The Woman Hater, which was by mm-hmm. Francis Beaumont. There was actually a famous England player called Billy Beaumont, Bill Beaumont, who's now the head of World Rugby. There you go. That's how I'm going to tie it back in. So there you go. The dots over an I and a J is called a tittle, which is where the quote <laughs> comes from. <laughs> you sounded like a tittle going on like that. Come on. What? So you know where? Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm tired now. Is that it? Let me let me start. Right, let me try this. Where again. do you go to for this? Did you know? I know what I'm going to talk about. Did you know? I'm going to go about rugby, rugby, rugby. Actually, yeah. I was just writing a word down the other day, and it had a a little dot in front of an I, which otherwise would make it an L. Am I correct? Okay. Let me change. All right. Let me start that again. So enough about did you know is about rugby. I've got another did you know, Oliver. No, 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 no! Don't, don't, no, no! We're not going to edit this, so you look good about this. We can edit Let's this because it, it makes sense. Okay. No, I'm just babbling now. But no, 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 so, no, 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 Oliver. no, no! We're keeping it as it is. Okay, so the tiny dot above a lowercase i or a lowercase j, that little dot is called a tittle. And yes, you've is, already said. We're not changing the edit on this. And it is thought that the phrase to a t. So if you do something to a t, actually comes from yes. the phrase to a tittle. Used in the same sense since dating back to the 1700s. How's that? As I say, I think you're sounding like a tittle doing this. Okay, well, all right. One last did you know, and this is a good did you know. I'm very, I'm very. Um, okay, okay. Is it, is it, is it as good as a tittle? It's as good. It's very much as good as a tittle. Okay. Cows. Moo. Cows. They have best friends. So if you ever see a cow, they're usually with another cow. Cows have best friends. Yeah, there you go. Do they are they exclusive to just one best friend or? Oh, uh, maybe maybe they have friendship groups, but they're normally got a best friend as well. Normally another cow. So there you go. That's my did you knows for the weeks to a tittle. How do they know that? How do they know this? Cows have got best friends. Well, if you've got a couple of cows and you see two hanging out together all the time, you'd say they're best friends. Doesn't mean they're best friends though, does it? Why not? Well, why would they be best mates? There you go. Good grass today. Oh, yeah, it's really nice grass today, yeah. It's choo-choo. Mm. I think it's going to rain. Let's oh, it's going to start raining. I think I'll lie down, yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, thank you for enlightening me today with that. You're welcome. I hope you can use your tittle um, fact wherever you uh, get this podcast. Thank you very much for joining us this week. Thank you very much to James Haskell for joining us. Uh, that was a lot of fun speaking to him. Hopefully we can do it again soon. His book, What a Flanker, is out now on Audible 
and also anywhere where books, good books are sold. I say it's in the Times bestsellers list. He does three podcasts as well, which you mentioned. The first one, What a Flanker, which started recently. His Couples in Quarantine podcast with his wife. And The Good, The Bad, The Rugby as well. Also out wherever you get your podcast. So give it a listen. Thank you very much for joining us this week, everybody. Uh, I'm James Phelps. He is. And I'm Oliver Phelps. And we will see you very, very soon. Take care. Oh, actually, 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 no, no, I've missed a bit out there. Oh, so we can edit your bit. Well, it can be if you want to get the important bit in. Go on and get the important bit in. And I'm Oliver Phelps, and thank you so much for listening to the Normal Not Normal podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this, give us a like, a follow, a subscribe, <laughs> and leave us a good review. Oh, if you didn't like it, let's just keep quiet about that one. You've turned um, into one of those yes, people. If you... No, I can. I can. You can, have. You turned into one of those people. Hey guys, if you like my video, like here. Hey guys, if you like my video, please click here, and then we'll see what other content is on its way soon. Um, but look, if you are going to leave us a review, make sure you include a nice tittle in there as well. Bye bye. Normal, not normal, is a stable production. <laughs>